Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, it really doesn't start off like a Christmas song. Elton John here, right? Yep. You don't really know it's a Christmas song. A lot of times Christmas songs you'll have like a sleigh bells or something that kind of gets you right away. Like, oh yeah. Or they say the word Christmas right away. Elton John right there. It is uh, leading up to Christmas week. We got Christmas music bumps. I'm a big Christmas music fan. We have snow on the ground. We had some yesterday and a little bit left. It was the first kind of decent snowfall of the year. And then it melted, and it's pretty much gone today, mostly. And it's not really going to show up, I think, uh, by Christmas. So it looks like we're not going to have a white Christmas. We'll see after that. Uh, Patrick Hammer will be on with me on... And we haven't really nailed this down yet. Not sure if it's going to be tomorrow or Friday yet. But tomorrow, I will have Sean McDermott's weekly radio interview here on WGR. That will be tomorrow, just after 11 a.m. So because the Bills play the Chargers on Saturday... And it's a travel day on Friday. McDermott will be here on WGR on Thursday. So just so everybody knows. Today, Bill's on the practice field at 12.30 p.m. I'll be out there. Make sure you stay up to date. We're waiting on word if uh, James Cook has been named AFC Offensive Player of the Week or not. I think he should get it. I think his week was better than anybody else. But in the meantime, there could be a couple other guys that uh, maybe the league decides to give it to. In the meantime, also, the Bills are at the Chargers on Saturday night. Right now, we welcome in on the West Her Hotline, David Drogemeyer. He is the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, and he joins me on the West Her Hotline. David, thanks for doing this early out there in L.A. I really appreciate you joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of your listeners out there. Yeah, you too. And I'm imagining you will not have a white Christmas in L.A. just like we will not have a white Christmas in Buffalo, apparently. Unless you want to drive a few hours up to Big Bear and then immediately leave when you're done, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm I'm good though. I'm good getting a little bit of a like 60, 65 degree weather, uh, getting there on Friday night and then the game on Saturday. And it's a Saturday night game uh, between the Bills and the Chargers, but the Chargers have had a little extra time to not only prepare but to also make some changes. They fired, obviously, um, Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco, who's a Buffalo native, uh, grew up here in Buffalo and Western New York, went to St. Francis High School. 
Um, was this just something that was inevitable by the end of the season, but they just had to do it now because of the way and the manner in which they lost last Thursday to the Raiders? Yeah, I think going into this season, after that kind of embarrassing, crushing loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs, the expectations for what they needed to see for both those men to return was very clear. They have to make it to the playoffs. They have to win at least one playoff game. And and I think, you know, if things did not unfold the way they did on Thursday night against the Raiders, they might have been able to make it till the end of the season. But that was definitely the final straw that broke the camel's back. And, and it was just, you know, getting absolutely embarrassed in front of the entire world on national TV 63 to 21. Uh, it just looked like the players were not motivated. They they were not. Uh, they did not show up ready to play, and they got absolutely destroyed. So after that, that was definitely the the, the final straw. And in this league, as you know, if you don't win football games and you have no chance to make it to the playoffs, then you know the organizations are going to find people that can win. And let's just keep it, you know, um, general before we bring it back to this specific game. What can you tell us about, you know, new interim coach Giff Smith? Yeah, so Giff Smith has been one of the longest tenured coaches uh, in the Chargers organization going back to the San Diego Chargers days. Um, he's a very, very well-respected. He's a no-nonsense type of coach. He's going to give it to you straight exactly how it is. And, and I expect uh, that, you know, he will have this team motivated to try and win these last few games uh, whether that will happen or not I, I highly doubt it but uh, you know he was probably one of, one of the top choices to you know take this job and at least steer the Chargers to the end of the season and he did coach in Buffalo for a little while he was an assistant coach here under Chan Gailey uh, I believe as well in the meantime uh, what do they do here where do they go from here I mean people talking about maybe Bill Belichick coming in um, Ben Johnson's name is floating around what, how do you handicap this Search not only for head coach, but maybe what kind of GM they're looking for. Yeah, so I mean, I think you know when you're looking at the general manager search, you, you want to go to the best organizations in football, uh, the guys that have consistently won year in and year out. So teams like the Philadelphia Eagles, like the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, the, the Buffalo Bills, for example. You want to take talent from premium organizations that have an expectation of winning and have a track record. Of winning, I think that's what you're looking for in a general manager. And as far as a coach, uh, you know, if you listen to you know John Stanis, which is one you know the head of football operations and also part of the ownership group for the Chargers, he said there are no financial limitations on you know the coaching GM search. So if that is truly the case, for me, I think the the, the top choice is trying to get Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. Jim Harbaugh has been a guy that has turned organizations around everywhere he's went. He went to Stanford when they were horrible, turned that franchise around, went to the 49ers. They went to three NFC championship games and a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, then he goes to Michigan and turns that program around to where they're perennial winners. So, for me, if, if, if I'm the one making that decision, then I go, you know, give Jim Harbaugh the, the godfather offer, uh, you know, an offer he can't refuse, bring him in, uh, change the culture, bring some physicality that's much needed for this charger chargers organization and then I call it a day. What what would be the reaction if they did pursue Bill Belichick? You know, we we've obviously here in Buffalo he was a nightmare for the Bills for twenty years, but I mean I, I've been kind of leading the charge here in Buffalo on the radio of 
I don't think this guy is really a good head coach anymore, to be quite honest with you. Um, and I, I, I would welcome if he went to another team. I, I don't know what they're getting. That's my opinion. But he also carries the name. He does have six shiny rings, obviously. And maybe he does go somewhere else and does something different. What would be the reaction if the Chargers did that? And do you think it's a possibility they do pursue him? Well, I mean, I, I think just from a straight football perspective, I don't know how you can't at least have a conversation with you know one of the winningest head coaches in football history. Um, and yeah, I, I think some some of the some of those you know comments are well founded. I mean, wh- when Tom Brady left, I mean, you saw a lot of those winning ways kind of go by the wayside. And for Bill, it's a unique situation because Bill's not just coming in to be the head coach; he's coming in to be the general manager as well. You know, he he does both of those roles. So you have to truly understand what you're getting yourself into. And also, you know, this is a, a guy who's making $20 million per season. He is the highest paid coach in the NFL. So that comes along with that. I am not sure that the Chargers organization, the ownership group is willing to cede the type of power that it would require mm-hmm. to bring in Bill Belichick. Tell us what went wrong for Tom Telesco. There's a lot of, People here who are very familiar with him, he did grow up in Buffalo, St. Francis High School grad uh, here in Buffalo. He's been, you know, in the NFL for quite a few years. What went wrong with him specifically, if there was anything, roster builder, is he just tied to the head coach and it hasn't happened here for the last several years? Absolutely not. I mean, Tom Telesco has hired three different head coaches. And, you know, like I said before, if you don't win and then I'm in the National Football League, then, you know, they have to find people that will. And he's only won two playoff games. He has not won any division titles uh, at all in his 11 years with the Chargers. I mean, he's drafted a lot of first-round picks that have hit. But, you know, it's just one of those, you know, those hitters in baseball that either hit a ton of home runs or they strike out. There's really not much Mm -hmm. in between. And I think that's really what it's been for Tom Telesco. He's had a lot of top-end talent, but the the meat, you know, the middle of, uh, of the draft, they haven't had enough success to be able to consistently churn out contributors up and down the draft, which has also contributed to the Chargers organization not being a well-balanced type of team. Uh, I think that is you know, a reflection of the inability to bring in the right type of players up and down the draft, not just at the top end. David Drogemeyer joining me here on the Western Hotline, host of the Locked on Chargers podcast. Follow him on Twitter at DroTalk. S-D, D-R-O-T-A-L-K-S-D. All right, so let's talk about this team now. And obviously you have the coaching change, but also a quarterback change, unfortunately, because of Justin Herbert's injury. What are the Bills getting when they see Easton Stick on the field on Saturday night? Yeah, so Easton Stick's a, a very inexperienced uh, NFL quarterback, although he, he did win a, a ton of football games at North Dakota State, uh, including a, a you know a a championship at the level of football that he was competing at. He's very much a mobile quarterback. He's a guy that's going to run. Uh, I would expect a, a lot of that to be in the game plan. And he's been with the Chargers a long time. He just hasn't played a lot of football. You know, when you have a talent like Justin Herbert ahead of you, you know, you're not going to see the field too too much. So I think this is a rare opportunity for him to kind of show what he's capable of doing to be able to try to show that he is a capable backup. He needs to – take care of the football a little bit better. That's definitely been a concern uh, as of late. Uh, I think he's a guy that has decent accuracy, but I don't expect him to throw down the football field a ton. I think they're going to run the ball with him. They're going to get the ball out of his hands quickly, try to get the ball to Austin Eckler, let him do do some work. But um, Easton Sticks is a guy that has to manage the game, 
and has to protect the ball. I think that's his best path for success. And even if you go back to, you know, the tail end of when Justin Herbert was starting, this offense has really struggled. What's been the issue on offense uh, going back last several weeks, especially since the Green Bay game in, in mid-November? Yeah, I mean, it, it's the lack of a running game for the Chargers. The Chargers have a, a bottom five rushing attack in, in the NFL, and it's been the inability to protect Justin Herbert in the most critical of moments. I mean, that's why the Chargers have been so bad in one-score games this year is because – they have not been able to pass protect when they know the defense is coming after them and then trying to sack the quarterback. When you need that pass protection, when you need to give your quarterback that extra second to be able to make a decision to be able to throw down the football field, they have not been able to do that. They have continually failed week in and week out at protecting their quarterback in those critical moments. So when you can't protect your quarterback and you don't have a running game to lean on, that makes your offense a very one-dimensional and in turn – very easy to kind of plan for. And then what's going on with Austin Eckler and will we see any sort of change in his usage now with the new coach with, with um, uh, Giff Smith in charge? Yeah. So, I mean, I think for Giff, you know, he's like I said, he's a guy that is well-respected in the organization, a guy that I think is just going to try to get them to the end of the season. I don't expect, you know, him to be, you know, a guy that's going to probably be in the conversation to, to lead you know the, the team going forward. I think the Chargers need to make a big splash. They've been in the Los Angeles market for you know six or seven years now, and they quite quite frankly haven't won a lot of, enough football games to be relevant. There's a lot of tickets in town in Los Angeles, and if you don't win, then you're irrelevant. So the Chargers need to make the big moves to be able to bring the eyeballs back to the organization and bring them back to prominence. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. I asked about uh, Austin Eckler. I'm not sure if you heard me. What, what's the situation with him, Austin Eckler, and as far as if there's going to be a change in his usage uh, with the new head coach? Yeah, so with, with Austin Eckler, I think Austin has dealt with the ankle injury throughout this year. That's definitely slowed him down. And also, you know, just the difference in the, uh, in the offense. Uh, Kellen Moore brought in a style that's more throwing the ball down the, down the football field, trying to get more explosive plays. And that means less check down opportunities for Austin, which he excels so well at. So I think it's just been a fundamental change in how the offense has run with, you know, coupled with injuries that have kind of, uh, you know, made a downturn in his production. Cause last year, it's a guy that was a touchdown machine. He, you know, scored 18 touchdowns last yep. season, but he's only scored six touchdowns this season. So, you know, the injuries, the, the change in the offense, uh, and, and also, you know, just the, the, the direction of the team, I think, you know, for him, you know, he, he's still trying to audition. Like, I, I think, you know, he wanted a ton of money before the season started. The Chargers were not going to pay him that money because he's getting on the verge of 30. And also, with running backs, it's a very violent, very physical position. And, and also, you can find value up and down the draft and in and drafted free agency. So, it just doesn't make a lot of financial business sense for the Chargers to, to bring him back. And because of their cap hell that they're in next season – I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that Austin is going to be gone after this season. And then flipping it around on the other side of the ball defensively, just seems like they're having a lot of trouble stopping both the run and the pass, but the numbers aren't that great. You know, what's happened on the defensive side of the ball for the Chargers? Yeah, so, I mean, for the Chargers, it's been, you know, honestly, Brandon Staley, uh, his inability to, you know, put these players in the best positions to succeed. And, you know, for, for the Chargers, the first year, you know, that Brandon Staley came in, they had a new scene, a new scheme, uh, a new system. So, you know, and some injuries to have to overcome. The second year, 
the Chargers said, hey, Brandon, what do you need? And they went out and they spent a ton of money on the defense, bringing in the type of players that execute his defense. And then year three, they bring those guys back and try to keep everything the same. And none of those financial uh, investments ever you know, turned into the type of defense that they had envisioned when they brought him in. Because the whole vision was, hey, let's give Justin Herbert a top defense and, and let him go win some football games. That has never materialized for the Chargers. They've had a good pass rush, but they've given up way too many explosive plays, both in the pass game and the running game. In the run game, they've been a little bit better this season. But when you're giving up those 30, 40-yard plays, they're backbreaking. It's just hard to overcome those types of situations. So it, the, the, the vision for the defense never materialized. It, it, you know, they wanted to institute a death by a thousand paper cuts, make the offenses matriculate down the football field. And you know, they didn't do that. They, they, they beat that, um, you know, repeatedly. And so I don't know if we're going to see too much difference in how the defense is called, but um, yeah, that's really been the major problem with, with the defense, you know, throughout Brandon Staley's tenure. And then finally, uh, Dave, what about injuries? Is, is Joey Bosa eligible to return? And do you expect them to maybe have him practice this week at all? I know he didn't yesterday. And then Keenan Allen's injury. I know he didn't practice yesterday either. Where do they both stand? Yeah, so Joey Bosa is eligible to come off of you know the IR, uh, to be activated off of the IR list this week. He did work off to the side of the trainers, but he was not like suited up for practice. So uh, right. I don't think that we'll see Joey Bosa this weekend. And as far as Keenan Allen's concerned, he's been dealing with a heel injury, which is something you know one of our other cornerbacks, Dean Leonard, has been dealing with as well. Uh, and so that's a, a tricky, you know, a very weird type of injury. I and mean, it's kind of, kind of hard to put a gauge on it. But Keenan Allen's been such, you know, an incredible force for the Chargers' offense. Uh, and you know, if he doesn't practice today, I don't, you know, I don't foresee his availability for Saturday changing at this point i think he's gonna miss another game and for him you know to be in a situation where the Chargers are you know kind of not going to be able to do anything positive with the rest of their season it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for him to try to push through and play through an injury yeah it makes a lot of sense david thank you very much for doing this today out there in la once again it's dro talk sd he is the host of the locked on chargers podcast david drogemeyer thanks a lot buddy appreciate you thank you guys very much merry christmas all right, you too. David Drogemeyer there on the Chargers. Yeah, this man, the Chargers, they have such a history of just not <laughs> performing up to expectations over the last several years. When's the last time the Chargers won a playoff game? I got to look. Can you think about that off the top of your head, Josh? When's the last time the Chargers won a playoff game? Ooh. Um, I was going to say last year, but then they blew it to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me see. I'm trying to look here. Man. Lost wild card. 20, okay. no. Uh, I was going to say 2017, but that was, <laughs> I don't know, though, because, like, I'm trying to think. Oh, I got it. I do have it. I do have it here. Okay. Hmm. All right. No, you're close. The following year they did, 2018, they beat the Ravens 23-17 to in the wild card round, and then they lost to the Patriots. Okay, so that was, was that the year... That was the year the Patriots faced Mahomes in the Super Bowl, right? That was like Brady. That would be that was their yeah, first was matchup. That the, was that the was that the offsides penalty that cost the Chiefs? Yeah, yes. I think so. Yep. No, no. So the Patriots faced Mahomes, then they go and they beat the Rams thirteen to three in the Super Bowl. That's right. Or, right. Yeah. Not in the Super. That's that year. Yeah. Not the Patriots Chiefs AC Championship. Yeah. Event. Right. Yep. 
Now, before that, they get to the divisional round. They win a playoff game that year. 2013, they beat the Bengals. 27-10, then they lose to the Broncos. So they've had a couple wins. 2013, 2018, last year they did not. In between, though, a whole lot of not making the playoffs. Um, they've made the playoffs three times since 2010. I mean, we talk about droughts here. Ah, no more drought here. Look at this. By the way, speaking of droughts, just to shift gears, talk about the Sabres. You know, it looks like maybe another year where they won't make it. The Jets are going to extend their drought. The Jets have the longest playoff drought of any NFL team. Last time they made the playoffs was 2011. I mean, you you remember the drought here in Buffalo, Josh. When it was like 12 years in, I, I mean, if you would have said, yeah, they're still not going to make it for five more years, it would just be so depressing. I don't know when the Jets are going to make it again. Maybe Aaron Rodgers comes back and they make it. But I think about that sometimes. Like when you're 12, when you're eight years in, 10 years in, 12 years in, you're not thinking about, you know, you don't know when it's going to happen. It could happen the next year. But the Jets could still be looking at more years of not making it. They, if they don't get this quarterback situation right, if Rodgers doesn't come back healthy, if they start to make changes, I don't know. I mean, you got Miami and Buffalo, obviously, in your division. Look at the rest of the AFC. I just find it. Kind of crazy. The Jets are here 12 years now of no playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Mariners, and they were at 21 years. So yeah. it it can get much worse. But I don't know. I mean, if Rodgers does come back and he's like, you know, half of what he was, maybe they squeak in if Miami maybe, falls off. Maybe. But Miami looks great. I don't think the Bills are going to get worse. So by the way, I don't know. 2010, have... not even 2011. 2010 Oof. was their last time. Remember, they went to the conference championship two years in a row with Mark Sanchez. Right. Yeah, that was like the the two year window where Mark Sanchez was like <laughs> a redeemable good quarterback, and then just kinda, yeah, well, fell off face under of the Rex earth. Ryan. By the way, <laughs> yeah, under Rex Ryan. <laughs> so the Jets have the longest playoff drought in the NFL. They haven't made the playoffs since 2010. It's 2023 now, so you know, 13 years, whatever going on it is wild to think about that because i don't know i mean it, it could be even longer uh for them but i remember you know thinking i think back sometimes like boy if you would have known the bills in t- year 12 still had five more years to go to break the playoff drought it just it should be so depressing to even think about that you never know though you go year to year but here they are again the jets not going to make the playoffs there are teams who can make the playoffs this week they can clinch playoff spots there are teams who can be eliminated from the playoffs this week I'll run through them when we come back here on the Extra Point Show on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.